0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mbiliwa Gavaza, and for today um, we are going to be continuing a discussion that we've actually had um, on a number of occasions on this platform, and uh, that is uh, uh, the discussion around um, internet connectivity in South Africa, uh, but more specifically internet connectivity um, you know, for some of the lower rank. Um, of the economy, but also um, some of the more outlying parts of the country, because uh, a lot of attention is given to some of the main metros and the like. Uh, but there's still, you know, a huge portion um, of the population out there, um, you know, that doesn't have some of that access. And um, given the cries that people have about data prices in South Africa, um, it has been found that fiber uh, is still the cheapest. Uh, form of internet connectivity at least if you had to measure um, it by uh, a per gig cost. So for today we're going to be having that discussion and unpacking um, what's happening in the Western Cape um, or with uh, Too Much Wi-Fi and some of their plans uh, for growth and expansion. To give us uh, the lay of the land uh, we are happy to be joined by uh, Tariq Brown uh, who is uh, the new CEO of Too Much Wi-Fi. They literally, he literally is uh, a couple of days old in the CEO role. Uh, so we are going to be just in, just enjoying uh, this particular discussion and seeing um, what all of this is about. Storik, greetings to you today.
1: Thank you. Yeah, good to be here and uh, good to be chatting with you and your listeners.
0: Um, so I think a good place for us to start, uh, we've, uh, you know, sort of laid out, uh, the scene a little bit, but, um, when it comes to too much wifi, um, a little bit of insight into the company, the business, and, uh, what you guys are trying to achieve. Uh,
1: there's a journey that started, um, much more, uh, you know, m- many more years before I arrived, uh, in 2016, when... Uh, our co-founder wanted to help his um, domestic worker have uh, accessible, reliable and, and uh, affordable uh, internet uh, at a home. And when we dug deeper, what we understood was that a suburban person was paying about 0.2% uh, of the income on their Uh, to access the internet effectively across all their channels versus uh, someone in the communities who was paying uh, up to 24% um, of their household income to be connected. And that was obviously a problem. Uh, So that's the premise on which the business started. We started in Izamietu in in Haupei, single focus on that community, and pulled uh, it out from there and uh, today we we in over 35 communities when we say communities it's townships and, and, uh, and uh, lower LSM um, uh, neighborhoods reaching over 400,000 customers uh, and the company side in terms of our employee base is uh, just over 100 uh, with by far the majority coming from those um, lower LSM communities. And that's, uh, yeah, and in, in a more objective, uh, let's say, metric, we've uh, saved close to uh, a trillion rand in, um, in data costs for these customers. And I think something that makes us also quite unique is, is we, we committed to keeping 30% of our revenue within those communities uh, through reinvestment in staff, community programs, uh, and revenue share, revenue share activities.
0: All right. I think that gives us a little bit of insight into what it is that you guys are doing and uh, uh, the business that you're in. Maybe for some clarity, because when it comes to Internet provision um, in South Africa, um, you t- we talked to a number of different players. We've spoken to satellite providers, spoken to mobile networks, fiber operators, internet service providers. Where are you guys in that ecosystem? Are you guys an ISP as an internet service provider or uh, more on the infrastructure side or a little bit of both?
1: Um, I would say we are more a ISP, definitely. But we've we found some uh, interesting and savvy ways to make sure we can uh, provide our services definitely at, at at the cheapest or the most affordable rate. Um, so if you were to do a market survey, you'd find that um, we can are well, the cheapest by far because we've developed our own um, operating systems and uh, proprietary technology that we've we've built in ours.
0: Now I understand that you guys have around 400,000 customers you know just in terms of uh, some of the numbers that I've uh, uh, that I've uh, that I've uh, seen Um, and uh, just alluding to what you said earlier on about some of the communities that you guys are involved in, very curious to understand how it is um, you are getting the connectivity to those people and also maybe some of the agreements that you have in place because for you to drive down the costs to the point that you're talking about now, I'm pretty sure that there must be a big concerted effort to make something like that happen.
1: I think the first thing to, you know, what is a, I guess, open competitive advantage for us is that when we enter a new market or community, um, we first of all work, establish relationships and work with those, what we call community council members or, or community seniors, right? So we definitely coming in and want to establish a relationship and understand from them, what is it? How best can we support? Right. Um, of course, there's also you know invaluable market intelligence that we gain. That's from a I guess a um, entry strategy uh, perspective. But on the on on the on the, uh, the go to market, we would enter typically with uh, establishing hot spot uh, locations um, where we really just you know it's, it's offered for for relatively cheap. Um, and to then understand user behavior and activity and then migrate or upgrade to uncapped lines within uh, their homes or their businesses. Um, And so, you know, those two elements, of course, there's a commercial and there's a community aspect. Uh, And then, of course, working with local, um, within that working with with, uh, what we call resellers or um, smaller shops within the
0: communities. Um, one of the most interesting things about uh, you know what you're talking about is the fact that, um, like what I was saying at the beginning, there's always uh, a big push for uh, the main metros uh, when it comes to connectivity. Um, there's always a big push around some of the uh, more upper LSM communities and neighborhoods, suburbs and the like um, when it comes to that. Um, one of the key things that someone may want to understand is, uh, you know, from a business point of view, um, the fact that uh, so many other players have tended not to go into some of these areas, some of the communities that you're operating in. uh, There's always this argument to say that, um, you know, the the investment or, you know, putting – uh, whether it's infrastructure or, it, or at least attacking that market is not going to be economically viable. What do you say to something like that?
1: Uh, I think that in itself is where the opportunity lies, right? You know, in my business ventures, uh, you know, whether it was in Canada or Italy or South Korea, um, you know, uh, the commercial opportunities present themselves in the same way, which is, um there's a fantastic opportunity that outweighs the complexity or uh, ambiguity or, or challenges in the environment. What we saw here was we view internet access as a fundamental need next to water, shelter, food, you know, these type of, you know, really basic needs. So um, whilst there are complexities for sure, and we've we've definitely developed a model that helps us uh, operate in these complex environments um, efficiently and uh, and uh, uh, profitably. It's definitely not you know, it's very different from going into those, as you termed, higher LSM um, um, communities where the barriers to entry are much lower, infrastructure is built up, the Market education or customer education, let's say journey, uh, is far easier. But on the other side, the beautiful thing is, is that we are seeing people come, you know, being having the ability for the kids to study at home, you know, to do homework, for them to self educate, to, you know, to learn, you know, different languages and so forth. So those type of stories and and that drives retention uh, and ultimately um a higher customer lifetime
0: value uh it would be interesting to see just how the model does develop over time and when it comes to that development over time, I like the fact that you would already started uh, alluding uh, to some of your uh some of your ventures um outside of South Africa, which I would definitely come back to. Uh, But there is a key point, um, you know, at the moment, and that's the fact that Uh, You guys have received, you know, some uh, investment uh, that's coming from the Mine Workers Investment Company taking up about a quarter, um, you know, of the business. Um, And interestingly enough, uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've been actually observing a number of different capital raises um, on the platform. Keen to understand how this one is working um, and whatever you can share. Obviously, we want to know how much money has been put into, um, you know, too much Wi-Fi. So whatever you can. And share with us uh, around that
1: um welcoming you know msc to the to the family uh and definitely of course to the to the table um has been uh, nothing short of a validation certainly for me right um, when i joined the company this was obviously uh, this, this news broke out so i did my own research as in a similar fashion that you're posing the question there's been a, an agreement not to, and I don't think it's uh, important to be frank, to uh, to share the exact numbers. What is important though is what this is being used for. Um, and that is to obviously further, you know, further uh, change ourselves in the communities we we're operating and, and expand um, uh, above and outside of of the Western Cape.
0: And uh, when it comes to something like that, uh, because the money has come in, there has been this investment, um, what are the actual plans for... uh, you know what are the actual plans for using the money, and I'm asking that because we did say it at the beginning that coinciding with this announcement is the fact that you've you know just started this role. So how are you looking to use some of those funds to actually grow out and expand the business? Um, I don't think
1: 20 minutes is enough for to answer that. <laughs> um, you know, we uh, I'm certainly mainly ambitious and, and to, have to find a team that's the supportive. I mean, we, we definitely align. Um, but obviously uh, naturally going to this next phase and what we're preparing for is obviously um, uh, bolstering the team. Um, so hiding across the company, senior and, and junior. Um, and you'll see on our website, there's a number of uh, job posts already out there. Um, making sure that our that our, uh, our network Obviously, our main product um, can support uh, the growth uh, as we current growth, but also the accelerated growth that will come. Um, and lastly, of course, making sure that we have an exceptional product right to the customer. You know, uh, we now operate across you know a much larger geography than what we started out when we uh, when we set our network assets up. So. Uh, constantly uh, refreshing and, and um, improving our structures. And of course, lastly, is to uh, that funding is, is going to be used for growth. Um, so, growth into different communities. As we said that we're looking at adding a few extra products, salary um, products, and planning our, our national expansion.
0: And when it comes to that national expansion, because for now it sounds as if uh, the operation has been. Um, confined to what's going on in the Western Cape, how do you, how are you planning to attack the rest of the country?
1: You know what, what was interesting is that um, there was a couple of inbound opportunities, uh, so community-based, um, you know, smaller ISPs that were like, hey, we've we've seen this news, we've seen the PR. You know, you're interested in coming into the Eastern Cape into um yeah Gauteng and so forth and uh, that really provided us having those conversations provided us kind of an external opportunity to see what market energy could be like because obviously we're not there but then obviously naturally you know we've we've proven the product market fit and now um you know with having uh, obviously a network now across across the country, um, and opportunities elsewhere, communities reaching out to us and, and people, you know, relatives of customers that we have asking for the product in these different places. That's allowing us insights. And as you heard from our marketing G model, um, we'll first go with understanding the community as opposed to going in with a macro point of view, looking at what customers can afford, uh, what competitors there and what not? We look at that, but what will, what will win us um, market shares? Really, making sure that we can be there sustainably, which means this community, our community council, and the way we um, set it up is is uh, critical.
0: It's actually an interesting model, um, or oh, maybe not even model, but yeah, it would be interesting to partner with uh, some of the various ISPs yeah 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 uh, ISPs a couple of uh, yeah a couple of weeks ago on the same platform we had we had a, a representative one of the exco members from uh the wireless association uh y- yes uh, yeah the wireless association providers Um, Yeah, it's called WAPA. I'm just forgetting, you know, exactly. And when you look at their base, they've got over 200 members and, you know, a lot of companies that um, people have, you may not have heard, you know, with, but I guess it speaks to the hyper-localization that some of these operators have. Um you've got access to some of these small communities. So I guess um uh, that partnership model could be, you know, one to explore um in addition to whatever it is that you guys already um have planned from that point of view. Um the other one is uh because we started off this discussion talking about uh different LSMs, affordability and the like are you able to give us an idea of what pricing looks like? Uh, Because I think it might be a bit hard for someone to conceptualize um, what a trillion rand worth of uh, data savings actually looks like. But like, uh, I guess, you know, uh, compared to the rest of the market, what pricing looks like for you guys?
1: Yeah, so um, on the hotspot side, so you could get online for as little as, as five rand the entry level product, um, but for uh, for the uncapped, on the uncapped side, uh, so the line starts at 295 random uncapped. Mm-hmm. And then of course we have uh, three different uh, speeds, let's say. Um, also this completely is fee. So um, there's no installation fee, um, there's no contract, there's no minimum, there's minimal commitment. Um, so, honestly, sales, sales is not our not not challenge right now. It's really operational, you know, operations catching up to, to this. Um, so, if you were to walk around in townships and, and, or on the Cape Flats like, uh, like I have in, in my onboarding, uh, you'll come across some competitors um, that is, you know, way above this, uh, uh, this cost. So, it's a, it's a sweet deal
0: uh the other curiosity that uh, that I'm now having uh I guess uh, as we are you know rounding up uh, this discussion is um you sort of spoke about this earlier on uh the fact that um you've been involved in a number of businesses in other parts of the world and I think just before recording, uh, you did say to me that you had recently just gotten back um, to 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 South Africa. What is it about? Uh, I, I guess too much Wi Fi is that the reason why you are back, or were you already back? Because my question was going to be, um, what is it about too much Wi Fi that you know took you you know back into the country?
1: I came back to South Africa for this company. So that was the way we were evaluating. So we were in in Canada, we were evaluating opportunities all all over the world, of which obviously Canada was one of them. Um, And naturally there was an organic pool to Middle East and and Asia. Um, But I think what was different about this opportunity against others was that there was a significant and practical and commercial uh, impact element that made a lot of sense. It wasn't spoken about. It wasn't some quasi uh, type of impact metric. Like this whole business was structured around that, and um, has committed to um, you know keeping this thirty percent of the revenue in the in the in the communities. Actually, uh, you know, in January we, we held. In excess almost 37 percent in in all our communities so um, you know seeing that and and you know secondly of course um, I'm familiar with this place I, I grew up on the Cape Flats, and uh, it was an opportunity for me to come back and and play my part in a sense I know that sounds cheesy, but yeah after um, you, know, you know these uh, 13, 14 years abroad, um, I felt like I could I could do something you know.
0: Now we certainly, you know, wait to see how, uh, you know, your time um, is going to be when it comes to, you know, this particular business, and hoping that it's something that, uh, you know, does grow and become worthwhile because it is an important issue that is uh, that is being addressed. Finally, for us is uh, coming back to the business itself. Um, we now have a big understanding of what it is that you guys are doing and how you guys are going into the market, plans to expand into the rest of the country. Uh, But this one is just around, I guess, the offering itself. Do you see the growth? Because a number of different companies have uh, come in trying to compete, you know, in this particular market. And uh, a lot of people tend to offer your public Wi-Fi access and the like. Um, whereas others are trying to, you know, attack um, internet taxes in the home and all that. What do you see as uh, as a driver for growth going forward? Is it the at home, you know, type of application on premises, the business, uh, maybe the small business owner who, you know, wants connectivity in uh, in their small business, or do you see it as more? The hotspots being a uh, you know a main point of contact uh, and the way that you actually engage with customers.
1: Mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, typically, it depends on 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 a few factors, but um, we typically use a combination of both of, of both, let's say, products. You would understand that going into a new market, the hotspot offering um is a lower risk for us, but also introduces people to the network at a very affordable rate um quickly. Um, and then on the hand and you know I've I've seen this myself, I've spent time walking the streets in Langa, Google, Mannenberg, sat in houses of customers. Um, you know, I had the, the cook sister and the coffee with them and we discussed this, you know, as, you know, as uh, People, person to person. Um, and they told me the name of the other customers, the other competitors, and so forth. And one thing that always stands out and what we want to consistently deliver is reliable um, reliable, and affordable internet access. And that, to me, was the end of the interview. I said, okay, now now I can, now I can bring my wife and daughter from Canada and, re, and we committed. So... Um, I want to maintain that, honor that legacy and uh, that, that that quality of service and, and excellence really to customers. I want to improve on that uh, uh, for sure.
0: Now I can imagine, I did say that was the last point, but as you were talking, um, especially about, uh, you mentioned the point about uh, talking to this person and then in that moment deciding, okay, fine um you know i need to commit now with my my wife and family come back to south africa i'm pretty sure that between the time that you left south africa and now the issue of power cuts load shedding is in, is in a it's a completely different conversation you know now it's such a huge part of um everyday life albeit yes in the western Cape I hear that um load shedding is at a at a at a slightly lower rate uh than in the rest of the country but just curious to get your read on the situation especially given that i I guess for you it's a little bit of sticker shock. Um, you know, arriving and, you know, seeing these power issues because that is a big part of providing internet access. The network has to stay alive. Like the Wi-Fi access spots have to, you know, stay alive. You need, you know, networks need, are powered by electricity. Um, You know, just uh, keen on your thoughts around that.
1: So actually our our, our network uptime is 99.85%, even through load shedding. Um, uh, all our high sites or our towers in in layman's terms is as uh, of uh, backup electricity through UPS and batteries and so forth. But yeah, on a, on an international level, let me tell you, this load shedding is not not something new to me. When I was in you know Indonesia, when we lived in Myanmar, where my daughter was born, um, even in Canada, we had a we had some power outages because of heavy snow, you know, weather conditions. It's not obviously as frequent or let's say systemic as here, but definitely in the developed developing world. Even when I was in Nigeria, it's not it's not unheard of, right? I think people find ways to deal with it, you know, smart and smart and innovative about it. Um I guess the the challenge with with us is we had fantastic, we didn't have load shedding and then you introduce it after. So we know what we're missing, um, but yeah, for me in those different places, it was um, you learn to live with it, and there's other there's other things that you can you know that makes up uh, for that. Um, then candlelight has been something that uh, you know we're me mercy <laughs> are to get used to.
0: All right. So yeah, that's been a very fascinating conversation just around uh, the provision of uh, internet access, making it more... Um, you know, making it more affordable. Um, how do you go into uh, some of the communities uh, that tend to uh, not get as much attention uh, from the big uh, network operators and providers because it's seen as being economically not as viable? But you do have um, companies like Too Much Wi Fi saying that they want to attack that market and actually bring down the cost of that uh, internet access, make it reliable all against the backdrop of your things like um, load shedding, consumer pressure, um, you know, rising inflation and all that, um, you know, just adding. But internet access is very important. And anything that can help to get more people um, onto, onto the internet and actually taking advantage of technology is very important. What will be interesting to watch going forward, though, is the model You know, that's the thing I'm most curious to see how uh, too much Wi-Fi actually attacks um, communities uh, beyond the Western Cape. Um, you know, is it going to be a partner-led you know, type of uh, initiative with some of the localized um, ISPs? Are they going to go in on their own? And then obviously there is that question around um, your Wi-Fi hotspots versus in-home connectivity. You know, so all of those things are the types of things that we will be, you know, hopefully engaging with uh, Tauri around uh in the coming uh, months you know and years uh just to see how that progress you know is done because the man has come back you know from uh, from from uh the from overseas you know for this opportunity so you know there there surely must be something um in there so that was us we were talking to uh the new ceo of too much wi-fi that is uh, Toriq brown Tariq thank you so much for being with us today
1: Thank you, Medeo, and thanks for giving us the opportunity to share our story.
0: And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcasts on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter, with hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on IONO.FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts pocket costs or wherever you choose to get your pods costed i've been murio gavaza of the business day and financial mail and this has been another edition of the business day spotlight which is a multimedia live production so for myself and the rest of the team it is good evening good afternoon and good morning <music>